Many people who had really incredible salaries say, you know what? It's not about the money anymore. I want to feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile. So what we want to do is we want to create this position and how you're putting your job posting together that tells the real story of what it would be like if you came and joined our team. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Have you guys checked out article.com yet? I have to tell you, when I was doing full-time interior design, they were a lifesaver. I was able to order beautiful pieces at a very reasonable price point. An article offers unparalleled value thanks to their DTC pricing, members only volume discounts and flat rate shipping. Have you guys seen the cost of shipping now? (laughs) Not only that, but if you don't have a loading dock on there, a lot of vendors won't even ship to your house. So imagine how stress-free that's going to be when you're filling, you're completing a project or specifying furnishings and accessories. And you don't have to worry about that nonsense, client pushback on the shipping rates. It's just a really nice way to round out your design choices, especially if you're doing some high-low design, because Article offers some really competitive prices and their stuff is gorgeous. I'm telling you, go to darlapal.com and check out some of the portfolios there. You'll see some of the stuff that I've used at Article and the clients are very, very happy. Interior designers, architects, and other design professionals can join Article's exclusive trade program, Article for Trade. Article for Trade offers full project support, and you can see them really as an extension of your team. Their customer service is really, really, really amazing. So right now, you guys get an exclusive offer when you sign up for the Article for Trade program at article.com slash article for trade. You'll get free shipping on your first order. That's article.com forward slash article for trade to sign up and receive free shipping on your first order. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and we have a terrific show for you today. Guest Shelly Warren of Biz Chicks with an X Inc., that might sound familiar to you, is going to walk us through leadership and hiring and developing your team, employee retention, and all of those good things in this very competitive job market with salaries going up and inflation going up. She has some terrific advice, terrific actionable advice that's going to make you go, hmm, for your business, because I know y'all are expanding and hiring. So you want to stay tuned for my conversation with Shelly Warren. But first, some housekeeping. Did you guys know that now we are on the YouTubes? I mean, we've always been on the YouTube, but just kind of that crappy, here's a still picture while the audio plays. But now you can actually see video of myself, yours truly, and the guests and see how crazy I am in real life, live and in HD. So sorry about that. (laughs) Head on over to YouTube and check out Wingnut Social, the YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes as well, wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. That is it for housekeeping today. Now y'all know what time it is. Time for Men in News, Men in News Sesh. Yeah. Welcome to this week's mini news session. This is Emily Lisi, Digital Content Manager here at Wingnut Social. And today I'm joined by Alicia McAfee, our social media manager. And today we're going to mix it up a little and we're going to do less of a 
news session and more of a kind of a tip, a tips and tricks type session. So Lisey, what tip do you have for us? Really, I just wanted to talk to you guys today about showing up on social media, right? And your stories and showing your face and your personality. Because so many times I see people who you know, we do a strategy for them or they might even be a client of ours. And there's only so much that we can do as far as they provide us the content and we work with that. But we can't post stories of their face because we're not with them all the time. And so I feel like it's super, super important when you are on social media for your business to be posting your face, showing up on stories, you know, taking videos throughout the day, kind of day in life type of thing. And there's so much more engagement when you do that. I know personally when I'm consuming content, I'm, you know, on Instagram and I'm looking and when I see someone like, oh, this is my day in the life of a social media manager or day in the life as an interior designer. Um, I definitely watch those stories more. It's just interesting to me and it's simple things. Sometimes they're like, oh, I drink chai lattes every morning or something like that. And just getting to know them is really kind of what entertains me. And yeah, I follow people for business tips or business advice and stuff like that. But really kind of what keeps me engaged is the personality and the people. So I feel like that that's super important. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. That's a huge tip that I think a lot of people maybe know about, but they're not implementing themselves. And I can even think of like huge brands that have hundreds of thousands of followers or even millions of followers they're not getting like any engagement on their posts. You know, smaller influencers with like 5,000 to 10,000 followers might be getting three times the amount of engagement that a huge brand like that is getting. And I think that that really shows the impact of putting your actual personality out there and not just being a lifeless, faceless brand. And we can actually see this in the data of our actual clients here at Wingnut. We've seen in recent years, posts that show their face, even if it's just, uh, you know, an iPhone picture of them doing a silly face with their team, that can often perform better than a beautiful professional shot of one of their interior designs. Now, it's not always going to, but we have seen instances where it does. And that just goes to show that, you know, personality should always come first and just so important. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like, an Instagram account that comes to mind is Grow Playrooms. That's G-R-O-H Playrooms. They are so good. They're so active on their stories, you know, always creating reels and everything. But I think the fact that they're so active and showing like personalities and stuff on stories, I think that that really has helped them. But I feel like people get to know you and being able to relate to businesses, I feel like helps engagement and everything. 100%. Yep. So guys, if you're not already taking pictures of yourself, taking video of yourself, start doing that and see see what kind of engagement you get when you start posting more of that type of content on your social media. You might be surprised. Don't be scared. I know being on camera can be nerve wracking. I totally understand that. But as you do it more, it gets easier. I remember years ago, I was afraid of being on lives. I don't really care if I'm on a live now. Practice makes perfect. And I think when you do it over and over, it gets less scary, I promise. I totally agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lisey. And we will see you guys next week. Many new sesh. Yeah. All right. Let's get into my conversation with Shelly Warren. But first, a little bit about the lady. 
Shelly Warren is a team and leadership coach and the host of the Biz Chicks sister podcast, Stacking Your Team at Biz Chicks Inc. At Biz Chicks Inc., she leverages her 26 years of experience in leading technical teams to deliver multi-million dollar projects for billion dollar brands at Procter & Gamble Inc. and now helps small business owners to hire, fire, and inspire an incredible team of high performers. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Shelly Warren to the podcast. Hey there, Shelly Warren. Welcome to the podcast. How the hell are you? I am absolutely fine. It is spring now here in Canada, so I am thrilled to be here spending some quality time with you, Darla. Oh, in Canada, eh? Oh, not, mm -hmm. that's nice. It's spring in Maryland here, too, and what a gorgeous day. I actually am looking out my window outside right now. My apple trees are blooming. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Now I don't hate Maryland as much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in Canada, we call that being on the right side of the calendar. <laughs> I like that a lot. So Shelly, today's topic is um, really relevant in this market. People are having some challenges, right? And finding and hiring and developing leadership in their team and, and just building high performing teams. And we're going to dig into all of that as it relates to my audience in the interior design and architecture realms. And um, your expertise is going to help us do that. As we were talking about in the green room, I've seen in a lot of the, the threads on, on social and the interior design groups and stuff that interior design principles and firms and, and architect firms are struggling, growing and scaling and building a very highly effective team and, and you know, promoting managers and relaying that leadership, those skills. And we're, we're a little overwhelmed and um, full transparency. We're growing here too at the agency and I'm promoting internally to managers and directors and building that leadership. Uh, I mean, we could all use a little help in this area. So, so let's dig in. Let's, let's start. Where do you want to start with this? Well, first of all, I applaud all of you who are stacking your team. I mean, come on. That's how we scale a business. That's how you get to have more white space on your calendar. And it's how you, the CEO of that business, gets to be able to have that focus time to build out the business further versus getting so caught up in the day-to-day -day operations. I mean, how we do that is by hiring quality people and putting them into roles with a ton of direction and clarity and letting them go and do mm -hmm. what we hired them to do. That's how we really want to move forward. So I take my hat off to all of you who are continuing <laughs> to hire. And I understand that the current marketplace right now, it's really a race for talent. It is. Yeah. Since the pandemic. And so how I like to work with our BizChicks clients, I like to have them start thinking about becoming a marketer because they really need to position their next job posting as the best career opportunity for you that you've ever would want to come across. So we need to have those CEOs market their role postings, market their job opportunities, market their team culture, market the clientele that you get to work with. And it's really more about positioning yourself as that place of work where you can come and join us and have a career versus a J-O-B. Because a lot's what's happening right now is people have had it with their job and they've become <laughs> to think about what they do every day as a job. And they don't want that anymore, yeah. right? They want a career. They want something very creative, something very worthwhile. So we need to put our marketing hat on and create the messaging and build the relationships and create the, the visuals 
where people can literally start to see themselves as to what it would be like to work alongside you. How important is money in these ads or salary information or versus marketing the culture and those other intangible benefits and also real benefits, you know, for hiring someone? For example, the traditional ad that you see for Help Wanted is interior designer, must have this experience, must have these skills, these hours, you know, apply here. So is that changing to more of explaining about more about your company culture or family or whatever have you, or this is what it's like to work here? What are, what are we talking about exactly? Well, like anything, if you have a good product, you know how to position that product, right? You really want to tell the story of here's everything that you get when you purchase this product. So you'd want to do the same thing with how you're positioning your role. So yes, you absolutely want to be transparent about the compensation that you're able to provide, including any benefits or or just simply saying, we're not prepared to offer benefits at this time in our business journey. Just be very upfront about it and very personal. But here's the thing we're learning. Many people, and you know, I'm a great example of this, many people who had really incredible salaries come to a point in their life where they say, you know what? It's not about the money anymore. I've come to a point in my life where I want to be able all day long feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile. And all day long, I want to feel creative. And all day long, I want to feel not stifled and not tripping over red tape that's actually wrapped around my ankles. So what we want to do is we want to create this position and how you're putting your job posting together that tells the real story of what it would be like if you came and joined our team. And here's our compensation. Here are the anchor skills that we need. Here's the clientele that we serve. You know, here's a normal day in the life of a new designer who comes and joins our team. And just paint the picture for them so that they can see themselves in that role and what it would be like long-term. Because that's really what we want to get away from all this turnover, right? We want to be able to confidently select new people to come and join our team that are in it to win it and in it to stay with us for a long-term so that we reduce that churn that's happening right now. But I know years past, there were sort of like these ebbs and flows in the world of job posting. Initially, it was all about the money. You know, and then it was all about the culture and the money was a secret, right? Like you came to the interview and you were hoping to hear the number that you had wrote down a piece of paper, but that didn't always happen. It really didn't always happen. Or you felt like you were like rooked into this interview because there was a range for the salary. Well, I'm here to tell you, put it out there in black and white. And the people who that number doesn't, it isn't a fit for, let's not waste their time and let's not waste your time interviewing them. Let's just be real professional and real adult about it and say, here's the role, here's the title, here's what the role looks like, here's the anchor skills required, here's the compensation that we're prepared to present to you. And if this feels aligned to your career goals, we'd love to meet you. I love that. I really like that. I mean, when you were saying that there, we've all had jobs where it was, even though the money was terrific, we thought, you know, it's not the money. I want to find these other aspects of a career that are more fulfilling that make me happier. I've been personally in that situation. I, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to that where I was in a job making quite a bit of money. 
And I was so stressed and so miserable and hated, hated it every second of it. So if you're out there and you're an interior designer and you're thinking about what was it that fulfills you and makes you happy as a designer, I think putting that in your ad would align with a lot of people looking for that job with the transparency. I love that a lot. So you're, you're talking about a way more of a creative ad. So you're still putting on, this is the responsibilities that, that the job looks like. This is the skills that we're looking for. But also here's how amazing it is to work here. You know, our employees stay here forever or, and that kind of thing too. So I, I, I do love that. So our audience is a quite a range, right? We have solopreneurs just starting out, maybe getting ready to make their first hire. And then we have multi-million dollar uh, design build firms, architect firms listening to this. So let's start out with the solopreneur and they're ready to make their first hire. And the market is very competitive, right? With the money, the dollar amount, right? There is that. So what would your advice be to someone who's newly established and is going to make their first hire. Maybe they haven't come up with a, a really robust company culture or are not quite sure about what to say to appeal to that designer to get that position hired. So if you don't have like a real flushed out solid team culture to brag about and use as a way to attract wonderful people to come and work alongside you, Let's talk about your incredible clients, right? So let's talk about the type of clients that they get to work with, the region of the city that they get to really leave their stamp on, the type of families that you serve. Choose a storyline that is very reflective of the type of clients that you work with, and then let's just love up on them. Because there will be people out there that will read that and go, oh my gosh, this is my dream job. I've always wanted to create incredible commercial spaces, or I've always wanted to do landscape design in residential neighborhoods that really help those houses stand out from the cookie cutter house that's right beside them and all the way down the street. So as you're positioning your clients and what it is that your clients come to you for, then that can help attract that person to come and join you for sure. And then as they come and join you, now you, there's a lot of synergy between these team members and yourself as that CEO who's starting to build out their team. And now just naturally, your team culture is going to build upon that. So don't worry so much about, oh, jeepers, I, you know, there's only me and two other people and they're part-time and I don't really have a culture. You do. <laughs> You really do. You don't think you do, but you really do. Every time you have people come together, there's some norms there. There's some dynamics there. And you're absolutely building a culture there. But in terms of attracting wonderful people to come and work alongside you, talk about the incredible work that they're going to get to be able to do. I love that. You're, you're hitting home. You're hitting a home run here. Okay, so let's say you're a step above. You have a team. You have a couple of people in there, and you want to bring on a new um, designer or a new intern or, or what have you there. So how can you get your team involved? What roles do they play in helping you to hire these these new positions? Well, many of the clients that are in our Leadership Lab program, those CEOs don't even do their hiring anymore. They literally hand off the hiring they know the strategic plan. They know who their next best hire is. And they have leadership team members that go out and just bring that whole hiring strategy to life. 
do all the pre-screen, all the interviews, and then they serve up to the CEO. Okay, here's our top two talented candidates. We'd like you to interview both, and then let's regroup and figure out who's going to come on. Or are we going to bring both of them on? Which happens a lot (laughs) when you find really great people. So when you have a team and you have a culture and you're wanting to continue to build upon that, I love encouraging people to bring someone else into the hiring process with you and into those interviews. Someone who really is walking the talk of the culture that you're building. So, you know, we can all have core values framed up really nice on a wall, on a website, and they look amazing. But what we need in an interview situation is people that live it and people that have red flags. They can notice a red flag being, you know, that's going to go against our values. So you want to bring people in that really know what they're talking about to meet these people and be very engaged in the interviewing process to be able to either go, she's amazing, <laughs> or have the person go, no. Maybe not. not a fit. Yeah. I, I like that because it's really, especially if you're a CEO and if you are a little more hands off and you're not doing the hiring, right? They're the ones who are in the trenches. So I think that in- yeah. ensures happiness all around. Sure. And I like to say the people that are closest to the work mm-hmm. know the most about the work. And these people that we're bringing in, they're going to be working alongside them. So let's get a high level of accountability for this new person's success. Let's get a high level of ownership right from the get-go. Because you know yourself, if you're the one selecting the next new person that's going to come and join your team, you can't help but care for their success. Because you played a role in selecting them. (laughs) And you shared some feedback and you may have been the one that presented the job offer to them and you may have been the one that met them on their first day. I mean, come on, you're invested. <laughs> yeah. So you want to bring those people in the interview process early. So now as the CEO, you can put your head on the, you know, on your pillow at night knowing that your team is just as invested in this person's success as you would be. We have our job listing exactly the way you've recommended. We're attracting our ideal client. We have our team involved in helping to hire this. Do you recommend putting any money behind these posts or is just the the content being solid enough? Well, there's a couple of things I like to recommend. So let's start with your website. Okay. You know, I don't want to really have this seem like a big expense, but you know your strategic plan, the trajectory of how fast your business is growing, and you'll have a better understanding of how quickly you foresee always being hiring, like hashtag always be hiring. So when you know that you're always going to be hiring, you should really have a career portal on your website. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy pants. And it doesn't even mean that you're hiring right now. But what you want to do is you want to have a place to go so that when people are interested or they see a team member of yours creating an article on LinkedIn and also talking about, hey, we're actually hiring. We're looking for this individual. People are going to come to that website. And if there is a place for them to learn more about you, your team, the day in the life, the philanthropic activities that you really you know, lean into in your local market, all the testimonials about what it's like to work there from your team members then you want an easy way for them to just load up their resume right there, or at least find the the email address to send their application to. And what you're really wanting on this career portal is you're wanting to show off your team. Like it's not about the CEO and it's not even about your clients. On the career portal, it's all about your team. Why did they join you? 
What do they love about their role? How much have they grown? What are all the things that surprise them about working with your design firm? What are some of the things that they're incredibly excited about to learn next, right? You're wanting to paint that picture that a new person coming here is going to go, hey, I see people that look like me. I'm hearing people that sound like me. And I'm really liking the vibe here of these people. I think I could really fit in really well. That's the whole point of having a career portal and an easy way to load up their application in the resume. I love that. We don't have that. I'm, I'm going to have to add that. Emily, add that to the website. <laughs> so would you do that and also like sponsor some posts? Or you think that that with the organic um, listing, maybe say on LinkedIn or Indeed is, is enough? Well, I like to go cheap first. Sure. Right? Like I like to not <laughs> spend any money because if we can find great candidates without spending any money... Let's do that. Win-win. Because it just keeps the money in your profit account. So what you would want to do is on that career portal, you are going to have a listing of, we're currently searching for this new team member. And you would, the title, the role posting would all be there, including even if you're not actually looking for that person. Because what you want to be doing is collecting really great applications and resumes so that you can do a little bit of pre-screening so that when you do need that person, it's just a quick dip, just a quick dip into that pool of people that are already sitting there and then bringing them in versus having to start over. So LinkedIn does offer job posting supports. And we at BizChicks have used the LinkedIn job posting ourselves successfully. We've also used Indeed successfully. And we've also used the warm-heartedness of our clients and our community. So just literally reaching out to people, adding it to every email that goes out, doing your own personal posts, talking about how you're expanding your team. You can really leverage other people's networks and other people's goodwill to help you find your next best hire. I like that from the angle of it's kind of a referral, <laughs> right? So at least you know that they probably didn't just get out of prison. So so I like I like this all together, all the strategy. This podcast is brought to you in part by Article. Article is an online-only furniture company offering beautiful modern products that are high quality, stylish, and made to last. For more information, head on over to article.com slash article for trade. That's article.com forward slash article for trade to sign up and receive free shipping on your first order. You know, I had someone reach out to me on Facebook Messenger and they said, do you do full service social media? I thought you were just a podcast. And I'm like, hell yeah, we do. We do done for you full service social media marketing, SEO marketing, digital marketing for interior designers, architects, general contractors and home furnishing manufacturers. And we do a great job at getting you guys seen by your ideal clients in the digital realm, whether that's on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, whether it's on the Googles, if your ideal clients aren't finding you, they ain't hiring you. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out our reviews, our case studies, our testimonials, and our services, and set up a chat. We'd love to help you out. wingnutsocial.com. If you're in my situation, which a lot of designers are out there, our team is growing and we're hiring five full-time employees now and and we're growing. And I'm to the point now to where I'm delegating leadership roles. 
and I'm not the best at this because this is my first go around and having employees like on, on yeah. this scale. What are some things that we look for in spotting future leaders or leaders on our team in order to promote them to manage or to lead other people? Well, I like to think about this in the same way. So if, I mean, my favorite way to promote someone is from within, you know, the more times that we can promote someone from within, we're really walking our talk about the career opportunities that we said that we had available to people. Now, having said that, I know sometimes you don't have the individual that's ready for the promotion. So we need to go external. So whether you're looking for someone externally or you're looking to promote someone from within, we still need to have that stellar interview process. And I think this is something that often is overlooked when you're promoting from within. Sometimes we have a need, we have a team, and we look around the team and we go, hmm, I think he would be great at this. And then you offer the job to the individual. They take the job, they get in the job, and they start, you know, they start to have some early wins within their role, but then we start to bump up against some performance gaps or some skill gaps. And oftentimes there can even be like this disjointed idea of what they thought the role was and what you thought the role was. So I really want to encourage people to host an interview, whether you're moving someone, redeploying the work or redeploying a person into a leadership role internally or externally. And those questions, we have a digital course that's called Your Next Best Hire. And there's two sets of interview questions in there. One are compelling interview questions. And the other one is more compelling interview questions. And those more compelling interview questions are really designed for people that are trying to hire leaders. Like we want someone who's going to come in and hit the ground running and have, you know, add value from day one. Sometimes, depending on the growth of your business, you really do need people like that. You don't always have the luxury of developing someone. Yeah. Right? We not all, we just don't always have that luxury. Sometimes we need someone to come in or we need to promote someone from within into that role. And so within those questions, what we're really looking for is complex problem solving. How does seniority affect that process? If you have someone that's been there for five years, or if you have someone that's been there for one or two, are you still interviewing them with the same weight? I mean, that can get a little tricky. <laughs> it can get tricky, but we need to think about that interview internally is more of a conversation. I wouldn't even call it an interview. Mm -hmm. I would call it, let's just have a conversation to clarify what this role opportunity could be. And it's not a shoe-in. The person is not a shoe-in. What we want to do is we want to have this adult conversation to, to really hear from this individual, is this role sound exciting to you? Do you feel that you'll be stretched within this role? Does this kind of, you know, the work and the, the outcomes and the responsibilities that I'm describing, does this even let you up? Yeah. Or would you rather stay doing what you're doing. And maybe we can look to add in other, you know, other responsibilities for you. Because the worst thing that can happen is you offer someone a role, they take it, and they hate it. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Right? We've all been there where we thought, <laughs> we, we had this idea <laughs> of what the role was. And then we got in there and we went, wait a minute. <laughs> they keep adding these things or, you know, it just didn't turn out to be what you want. So let's 
really honor that team member that's been with you for a long time and who you've built out a career plan for them. There's been actually a career path that you've laid out for them that said, you come in in this role, you add value here, we'll introduce you to these these tasks and duties and responsibilities. We're going to cross train you on some of these tasks. And then you're going to be adding a ton of value in this. And this is when you would be considered for this role, this role, or this role. Okay. What are some of the qualities aside from being able to fulfill client work or t- the technical side of things that we're looking for to in a leader, a potential leader, what kind of personality qualities, what are we looking for? Well, we're looking for people that like people. Okay. Like Barbara Streisand? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, now that tune's going to be in my head all day. But you've all met people that are leaders and have the title leader. And there's nothing about them that says they enjoy interacting with people. (laughs) Like they really just want to be in their own office, in their studio, designing. You know, that's their wheelhouse. That's their zone of genius. And if we're asking those individuals to also teach others host audits on work or provide feedback for, you know, final outputs or the final product and develop other people, we're going to have a problem because those individuals genuinely don't want to do that. Hmm. What if you have an anomaly, <laughs> like someone that likes well, to work alone, but also enjoys teaching? That does happen. <laughs> well, you want some of those people on your team, right? Yeah. We don't want these cookie cutter people on the team. But what we want to do, when we put someone into a leadership role, there has to be something they're leading. They're either leading people or they're leading a profit center. Mm-hmm. They, they have to be leading something in terms of bringing innovation into the business, bringing, um, you know, incredible trend data, being that person that you can rely on to go and help you build out the business and really play a role within business development, as well as developing your team. So I think the watch out here is we know we need people who can lead people. So let's give your people someone who really likes leading people. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. And it seems it seems very simple, but uh, sometimes we don't look at it that way. Well, and you asked earlier about the whole like hierarchy Mm -hmm. and years of service and all that. And I think that's where small business owners can really get themselves into a pickle because they'll make decisions based on emotions and obligation rather than making decisions based on data and what's best for the business, right? Because what's best for the business will become what's best for the team, especially if you have a really great team culture and you've got some core values that you're living every day. So sometimes we, it can be sticky because you think, wow, you know, Jeepers, Jennifer's been with me eight years and I have this role and, you know, by rights, she should really have it. Sure. We all know she would not succeed in this role. She's going to be stressed out. She's going to be adding a bunch of drama. She's not going to be able to have quality time throughout her week to do the things that she's really incredible at. She's going to get sucked into things that she doesn't want to get sucked into. Let's look elsewhere. Okay, so let's say we do look elsewhere and we we hire someone internally other than Jennifer or even externally. And Jennifer is kind of like, what the hell? Why, why are you hiring? What does that conversation with Jennifer look like? Well, those are what I like to call adult conversations, <laughs> right? Where you're bringing the person and you're letting them know in advance. So they're not going to read it in the newsletter or walk into a team room and go, uh, <laughs> hi, my name's Jennifer. Nice to meet you. Right? We, we don't want to set that person up that way. What we want to do is we want to bring her in and with utter clarity, tell her, Jennifer, 
we are going to be posting externally for this role. And let me tell you what I'm thinking here. And then you just walk through all the things and explain to her. Here's the needs of the business. It's a compelling need of the need of the business. Let's look at your history from being here. You want to remind her about all the contribution that she's added to the business. You also want to remind her that this is not really in her wheelhouse, even though there may be aspects mm -hmm. of the role that would light her up. You need someone who can take on the whole role. We're not going to slice the role up like a pie, right? You need someone to come in and really lean into the whole role. And so that's when you can say to her, you know, I realize that this may be disappointing to you. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Sure. Let's walk through this role and let's have a conversation about each one of these responsibility areas that's outlined here in the role. And over time, she is going to be able to feel safe enough to say to you, you know what, Darla, like, yeah, this really isn't my deal. Yeah, really you were right. But, th yeah. but thank you so much <laughs> for telling me about this before the role even got posted, because I think I might know someone that I used to work with at another firm years ago who'd be a great fit for this. Let me reach out to her and see if she's even available for work. Like, wouldn't that be a win? That's a terrific outcome. So, and on that note, let's talk about retention. So it is competitive in the agency space for, you know, for Wingnut Social, it's competitive in the design space. We have headhunters out there who are, you know, uh, sniping your employees. So how do we retain employees for the long run? Well, a lot of it comes down to reminding your team and reinforcing with your team just how good they have it here. <laughs> <laughs> and that can be done in many different ways, but it's part of your role as a leader to come into those team meetings and read out the testimonials that your clients are giving to you and throw up on the board about, you know, the goals that are being crushed. And hey, remember we declared at the beginning of the year that we really wanted to move into the sector of the industry? Well, check it out. We've got this one and this one and this client now that we're going to be moving in and we're really going to be able to leave a, foot, a footprint in that industry over there. This is just another great example of how when we come together and declare something out loud and take action on it, we can really make this stuff happen. And so it's really about creating storylines where every single person on the team understands what they do every day and how it rolls up into your mission that you're really living every day. And, you know, not being afraid in your one-to-ones and in your quarterly reviews to give shout outs to people and to really acknowledge what they're bringing to the business. It doesn't matter how big or how small, because that's another watch out that can happen is only the rock stars get the spotlight. When in reality, that rock star is a rock star because they have a team of support that is there positioning them you know, being the blockade, setting boundaries, helping them hold their boundaries. You know, it really is a team effort. So being able to acknowledge every single person on the team and remind them what it is about what you're offering and the work that they get to do every day is so worthwhile for them. And then other ways you can do is just ask people, come flat out and ask them, you know, when you have your one-to-ones, just remind them, oh, you've been here for six months now. I just wanted to recap for you some of the things that you've done that's blown my mind. Boom, boom, boom. You know, like you tell them all these things. I love it. You you mentioned something earlier on in the episode about letting the people that you hired do the job that they're hired for. Like, mm -hmm. I, and I'm assuming 
tell me if I'm wrong, that that's alluding to micromanagement <laughs> and trusting your team as a leader to make their own mistakes and to do the work that you hired for. I mean, within reason, you want to train them. You don't want to set them up to fail, but um, that's super important, right? Just to let them know that they have, depending on their position, right, their job description, the authority to do their job. It's so stifling when you feel like someone's always standing behind you, breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. And checking, 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 checking. That is such a control issue. And we all know that people don't quit companies and brands. They quit their leader. They quit their person that's supposed to be their leader, their boss, or whoever they're describing that person. Because what happens is they get so fed up with the restraints and the constraints and the bottlenecks and feeling undervalued and not being able to share an opinion, or if they ask to share their opinion, they get shut down quickly and told that was a bad idea. Or just just that feeling of, I can't breathe here. I literally can't breathe here. That's why people quit. And it's so unfortunate because it creates a ton of rework for the business because now you got to go back out, hire someone else. And then for that individual, it can really wreck their self-esteem for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just a sad situation. So great leaders know how to intrinsically, like this is not a, you know, there's no jazzed hands flashing anywhere (laughs) and there's no big production spotlight, (laughs) but great leaders learn how to intrinsically motivate their team with real data. So, you know, way more than the way to go. That was, you know, good job. You know, that, you know, you expect that in primary school. Like when you're in the real world, what you're wanting is professional feedback that assures each team member, oh my gosh, she notices. Like she really does know what I do every day. She really does know how hard I worked on that project. That's what they're wanting to hear. I love that. I think that is very important. And I have to say that sometimes I'm remiss <laughs> in doing that. So this is a great refresher for me as a, as a CEO of my company, and I'm sure to many listening on here. So um, Shelly, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. And, and this is sure. um, a selfish question. How important do you think perks like, I'll name them all, but I'm really interested in just one. Off- offering, if you can, the health insurance, yeah. the 401k, and the one I really want to find out about, about is profit sharing or, or some kind of um, ownership in that way. I think they're all important. Okay. But at the same time, we can't break the business mm-hmm. yeah. trying to offer all these things to our team members. Right. So what I like to encourage people to do is get a really qualified employment lawyer. You should really have an employment lawyer on your roster. And you should also have... Someone who is incredibly well-versed at plans and benefits. So find an HR resource or support that works strictly with small business. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a lot of small business owners, they can get so tripped up because they're working with employment lawyers and with HR uh, leaders who serve the corporate world, who have big budgets and massive employee bases and It's just not what you need. And you're paying for what you don't need. Let's find someone who specializes in the small business world and help them build out a plan for you that says, okay, based in working with conjunction of your CPA, based on what it is that you can afford right now, we recommend you add this particular benefit. Okay. And then two years from now, we can add this particular benefit. And then you can tell the story to your team members that says, 
we're now positioned and prepared to offer this. Okay. Are you interested in this? Does this look like help to your family? Here's how you can sign up for this. I think too many small business owners think I shouldn't even talk about benefits until I can offer a whole package. That's true. Yeah. I I suffered from that in the beginning and I've been kind of mm -hmm. slowly trickling them in. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to say, look, I'm on this. I get it. This is important. And as the business continues to be profitable and as we continue to really build out the growth of the business, I am going to be able to introduce more perks, more benefits to you. And, you know, I'm looking for your support to hang in here with me so that we can get there. (laughs) Yeah. I like that the team can see you growing in these areas, Mm -hmm. right? They can see, well, this is growing. The business is growing, getting these more benefits. I should stick around because I'm in on something good. Shelly Warren, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you about this topic before we get into the What Up Wingnut round? What I really want to make sure that you and your listeners know is that there's help out there available to you. You don't have to go this alone, and you don't have to feel like you're stumbling around with it. And I also want to encourage you all to remember that if you overprice yourself in terms of the salaries and the payroll that you need to meet every month, you're going to break your business. And you may end up even breaking your own heart and soul because you <laughs> built this with an idea and a vision of where you want to go. Right. So I want to caution you in, yes, you need every single business, every small business needs to have a couple of people on their team that are highly valued and you pay really, really well. And then you also need the majority of the people on your team being paid well. Mm-hmm. And then you need junior people that are coming into the business that are paid at that entry level, but you're going to show them the path forward. You're going to create this vision for them that says, you come in here with these anchor skills, and here's where you could go next, and here's where you could go next. But each time they move, there's a move, there's extra responsibilities that come with that, right? and there's criteria, proven criteria that comes with that. And then also there's a pay raise that comes with that. But it's not about how long you've been with it. It's not a year of service anniversary. And I think too many small business owners get into trouble thinking every year I need to give everyone a raise. Right. When that is just simply not true. Okay. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I have a question based Mm -hmm. on our last question. What if Winget Round is going to have to wait? So with our team, are we saying, okay, junior position one, beginning position two, intermediate three, high-end four, director or whatever, five, and this is the salary for each of those positions so they can aspire to that? Are we putting that out there? Absolutely. Okay. Because what you want to do is you want to tell the story that says, based on what I know today, here is the career path forward at the business. I like it. Based on our wait list, based on our reputation, based on our strategic plan. If you're deciding within your strategic plan that you want to go you know, you want to expand your reach into further states or further cities, or you want to work deeper within a particular niche, that strategic plan is going to tell you who your next best hire is, right? It's your strategic plan that triggers the hiring. So as you're building out your business, you want to be able to showcase this path forward. And what I like to do is I like to give ranges. So I like I like to draw a bell curve, It's literally an upside down bell curve. And we want to have the majority of the people on your team in the middle of the bell curve. Because if you have the majority of the people on your team on the downslope, meaning the highest paid people on the team, Mm -hmm. you're going to break your business. Okay. 
You need to have people spread out across that bell curve, but also showing people, hey, there's seven people in this range. There's three in this range. You're coming in as a new hire and there's six of you. Here's the criteria to move into the mid-range. Okay. Here's the things you need to meet. And then you can give them that range that says, you know, our mid-range, pick your number, our mid-range is $45 an hour to $75 an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your, your mid-range. Right. And then that leaves you some breathing room and negotiation room to be able to, you know, change what you want to do with compensation. I love it. Thank you so much for, for all of this advice. This has been very elucidating, which is a $7 word. <laughs> Shelly <laughs> Shelley Warren, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yes. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Shelly Warren, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? It would probably be Ellie's Mamie. What? <laughs> Ellie's Mamie. Ellie's my granddaughter. Uh-huh. And I'm her Mamie. So sweet. Ellie's Mamie. Ellie's Mamie. That's so sweet. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your favorite food forever. What's it going to be? Chai tea lattes. Okay. I like it. I'm down with that. A little bit of caffeine to give you energy to survive. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, who doesn't like a good chai tea latte? Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you either personally or professionally. Well, so many, but I'm going to go with Elizabeth Gilbert's, not the one you're thinking. (laughs) I'm going to go with the signature of all things. Okay. That book was just incredibly written and she's such a great storyteller. And the biggest thing I loved about that book is there was a lot of moss in that book and I am a moss lover. I actually try and grow moss all the time. I live in the country and I'm always (laughs) trying to grow more moss. So who's Elizabeth Gilbert? The one I was, it was not Little House on the Prairie. That's Melissa Gilbert. Who's the other one? Yeah. Eat, pray, love. Oh, okay, 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 okay. First thing I thought of was Little House on the Prairie, but I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Shelly Warren, please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you, your fabulous podcast, and we'll call it a day. Well, I would love to have you check out your Stacking Your Team podcast. That podcast I launched over four years ago, and it was this, it's the sister podcast of our CEO and founder, Natalie Ekdahl. She has launched her Biz Chicks podcast in 2014. Yeah, she's been sharing that incredible free resource for years. And then four years ago, we launched the sister podcast, Stacking Your Team. I would love you to come and check that out. There's a new episode that drops every Tuesday. And then, of course, if you're interested in building out your leadership skills, if you have a team and you're not exactly happy and delighted with everything that's happening in your workplace and in your daily operations, and you want to really be that leader that your business and your team needs you to be, I invite you to also go to the website and check out the Leadership Lab. We have two programs. We have the Leadership Lab and we have the Leadership Lab Plus. I encourage you to go check those out. It is... Uh, An incredible place where brilliant women are looking for that peer group where everyone has a similar level level of drive and, you know, just doing incredible things. So bizchicks.com slash leadership lab. And we spell chicks with an X. So it's (laughs) B-I-Z-C-H-I-X dot com slash leadership lab. All right. Fabulous. Thank you for joining us, Shelley Warren. Thank you, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. I'll be honest, I asked Shelly a lot of personal questions <laughs> with regard to my business and the hiring process and the promoting process and leadership. And I really hope that her advice resonated with you out there, whether you're just starting your business or whether you're in business forever. I think that we hit on a lot of key targets out there, a lot of actionable tips and takeaways for you uh, at any stage of the game with hiring. She certainly gave me some information to chew on, some things to think about in running my business and developing my team. 
And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shelley. Remember to head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out the webinar that's coming up, the guest TBD, as I'm recording this in uh, early May, actually, for June. They have been very well received. The webinars are super helpful, super free, and packed full of information to help you grow your business. And um, wingnutsocial.com, the digital marketing agency that specializes in the interior design space, the interior design realm, uh, we know how to get you out there in front of your ideal client. So give us a call or head on over to wingnutsocial.com, click that little let's chat button, and let's meet up and uh, see how we can help you with your interior design business, your architecture firm, or your to-the-trade furnishings gig. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level.